Let's go. Here we go. Let's go. We got a Super Bowl champion, and we've got Larry Fitzgerald. The great Larry Fitzgerald did a terrific job, uh, chairman of the host committee here in Phoenix, and it was a very successful Super Bowl, both on and off the field. Uh, everybody really enjoyed themselves, and uh, Kansas City Chiefs walked away. Fitz, uh, did you have a good time this week? I had a great time. It was uh, it was unbelievable to see the city and the ability to host such a magnificent event. You know, just all the parties and you have uh, WM and the golf tournament going at the same time. It, it was just a really, really wonderful time. And the game was great, too. You know, um, you know, early on, it looked like the Eagles were going to run away with it. And Kansas City continued to fight. And, you know, the ending was just Andy Reid at his finest, you know, managing that game uh, to the closing seconds really um, was something special to watch. Our program is presented by Hertz. At Hertz, you can change the scenery without ever changing your standards. That's right. No matter where you are with Hertz, you'll always find exactly the right vehicle to make your let's go moment unforgettable. Visit Hertz.com to book today. Hertz, let's go. So it comes down to that field goal. And uh, let's get into this game here a little bit, Fitz, and get get your thoughts on, on what transpired. Second biggest comeback in Super Bowl history. Team down 10 points at the half. And Kansas City doesn't look good. Patrick Mahomes' ankle looks like it's pretty badly injured once again right before uh, the end of the first half. And Eagles have a 10-point lead going in. And um, he just rallied them and and wasn't coming off the field. And you can't say you're surprised by it, but uh, what did you see as the critical factor being in allowing the Chiefs to get back into this game and win? There was three plays that really kind of jumped out in my mind. There was one, uh, Devontae Smith had a play that he that he caught, um, wasn't able to secure the catch all the way to the ground before the half. And that play, if they make that catch and they're able to score seven points going into the half, it really changed the dynamics of that football game. It puts Kansas City in a completely different mode coming out of the half. You know, it makes them be a much more aggressive team. Um, the other play that really changed, obviously, was the fumble by Jalen Hurts that resulted in a, in a touchdown, uh, a defense touchdown by the Kansas City Chiefs, which really, really took the win out of their cell. And, um, you know, whenever you have defensive plays that really change it, I had a, ga- I had a play like that in our game um, in the Super Bowl many years back. It, it's it's like a, it's a gut kick t- that you just – that you you just don't ever really recover from, you know. But you're always looking back at it. We we messed up this opportunity, and then there was a the punt return. Um, that but Kansas then they City, went and got a ten point lead after that. They they recovered yeah, from that. They no, they, they recovered. They recovered, but seemed it's to just, be that deflated. It, but but they but they were not nearly as aggressive. Um, from that point on, you know, when when you think maybe Jalen's not taking care of the football, maybe he doesn't have his best foot forward. He's not at the the same level that we've seen them performing at, you know, should I be dialing up these plays uh, the way I have? And so I think it definitely changed, you know, a few of the things that the Philadelphia Eagles were trying. And then also that punt return by Kansas City, you know, that was a, a, a huge, huge play um, to shift the momentum of that game. And, and it really started giving Kansas City life uh, and gave them that real hope that they can, they can win this game against a, a, a really good football team. Yet the game comes down to that pass interference call uh, right there uh, at the end of the game on uh, James Bradbury, who admitted afterwards that, yeah, he he tugged on the jersey. He was holding it, and he was hoping they would let it slide. The impression of this will be that whoever you're for, you're going to see it one way. So, yes, they should have let it go if you're an Eagles fan. No, they shouldn't have let it go if you're a Chiefs fan. And then everybody else is in between. What's your thoughts on that play that uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, the ball was clearly thrown over his head, you know, a good eight to ten yards? 
Well, Jim, I think anybody that watched that game, you know, if you can watch it objectively, you know, you saw the jersey being tugged. He impeded his ability to separate. Um, the ball obviously was was overthrown. That's why they didn't call it a pass interference. They called it a defensive holding. I think it was the right call. You hate to see the officials make these calls, you know, that are essentially determine the winner and loser of the, of the biggest game of the year. But um, an infraction is an infraction. Um, and, it, and it was a whole, Jim. It was, it was clear as day. And after all the talk of what's gone on with the officiating this season, Carl Cheffers and his crew had a couple of issues during the game, but really nothing that was that eye-opening or anything that you would say, you know, was, was a major impediment to the game. So it comes down to a referee throwing a flag and then terrific clock management before Harrison Butker comes out and kicks the game-winning field goal, just like he did in the championship game. Uh, ice is the game, and, and, they're, and they're Super Bowl champions. It kind of takes the air out of everyone that the flag comes on a third down, you know, and, and we don't get to see if, if Jalen Hurts can do the same thing that Patrick Mahomes just did, uh, moving his team down the field. Yeah, it, it, it was, you know, deflating. You know, the stadium reacted in that way at, at the game, as, as you saw. But you know what? Like, the, the, the official had no choice but to make that call, Jim. You, you can't not make that call. Like, that's... You know, there's plays that are bang, bang that we see every single week. Right. And there's, you know, holes that, you know, don't necessarily, you know, impede the, the progress of the of the, the outside rusher or the receiver uh, in, in this instant. But like that, you had to. He threw the ball to him. He couldn't get to it because he was held. And like I know people were upset about it this morning, but I just, that was the right call. I agree with that. Yeah. Got to make that call. You know, you you spend a lot of time with defensive backs. Uh, you made a living back there going against them, but you also played against your teammates, so you know the techniques and everything. Should that have been what he did at that point, or was he just clearly knew he was going to be beat and and he resorted yeah. to something that he had to to prevent that touchdown? Well, you know, which by the way, not- if he lets him score the touchdown, the only way you lose this game is the clock. So let him go score. Then you no, get the Jim, ball back. You, you, you can control not, the clock and perhaps get a, get a touchdown or a two point conversion. Who knows? But the only way you can lose is to do what he did. That's not the mentality that you're coached to. That's not the mentality that you grew up playing your entire life. Letting somebody is one thing. Like the Eagles decided, hey, we're going we're going to let um, you know Jer- Jared McKinnon. We're going to let him score this touchdown on the run play. That's one thing where you decide as a defense. This is this is this, this is the plan. Everybody play according to what we decided. We're going to let him score. That was not the plan with him. And, you know, there's no way you let somebody score in that situation. He he only did it because he felt, you know, he was out leveraged and he was beat. And that's why he grabbed him. He did. That was a survival technique. You see it happen all the time. And, um, you know, a lot of times he gets away with it, you know, especially when it's low on the hip. The official from the outside, Lions judges making that call. Sometimes they don't see it. Um, and unfortunately, he got caught. Jim Gray with the great Larry Fitzgerald. We're here on Let's Go. Our program is brought to you by Bank of America. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, you just can't stop banking on or off the field. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. What would you like the power to do? Member FDIC. So you lost the Super Bowl, Larry, and, and the sting is just incredible. And I don't mean to take you back to what happened, but Jalen Hurts and those guys, you know, are going to have this now. Uh, for the rest uh, of this season until they can play again next season. And Tom said earlier on the program, he's still thinking about the loss to the Patriots. It still bothers him to this day. What advice do you give to the guys to try and move forward with their lives and, and come back 
with that motivation or or to put this put this game somehow deep in, in into the reservoir. Well, Jim, it, it lasts with you a long time, Jim. There's it's no easy way around it. It's it's a it's a it, you're reminded of it, you know, often, and it's what people around you are going to be talking to you about, and so it will consume your your thoughts and your conversations for for quite a while. But it also really motivates you to um, try to get back there, Jim. It it really lit a fire under me, and you know, you look at Jalen Hurts and his maturation process. You know, he went from you know, being uh, a youngster, you know, two years ago to, to getting an opportunity late in the season to the following year, playing um, good enough to get his team into the tournament, into the playoffs, where they lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the first round. And now his third year, um, he's able to take his team to a Super Bowl. So we're looking at a young man who is on the right trajectory, right? Um you know, the way they played, the way he's been playing, you like to think that the Philadelphia Eagles would be in the conversation of best teams in football for the foreseeable future with him playing that best spot. But it doesn't make the sting any less bitter, though, Jim. It's a, it's a tough pill to swallow, you know, because all you can do is analyze the things that you did wrong, the things you wish you would have improved on, the, the things you wish you would have said to your teammates, the changes you would have suggested to the coaches. You know, like all of these things continue to play in your mind over and over and over again for quite a while. And what's the methodology to make it motivation as opposed to depression? Well, you just kind of just consume yourself in the work. You know, you, you, you try to you take a couple of weeks off and then you get back to working out again and you make a vow to yourself that, you know, this is not going to be your last chance. Um, and if you get an opportunity again, you'll be ready, better prepared, um, better informed to be able to be able to win the game. And that's kind of what you have to dive into, because if you, you know, continue to analyze it in a way of, you know, what it could have, should have, there's nothing you can do that's going to change the results. All you can do is change your preparation moving forward. And I think you have to fall in love with that process. How hard is that? It's, it's extremely difficult, Jim. I, I'm sitting here with you. I played in a game 15 years ago. And, um, you know, anytime you get to this time of the year and, you know, you see highlights of old plays and things that are happening, it, it always comes back to you. It always kind of has that little sting of what could have been, you know, how would your life have been different or better, you know, had you been able to get the job done. So it doesn't leave you anytime soon, but fortunately for Jalen, he's got a lot of football ahead of him and, um, you know, he can, he can take his team there again. That's Larry Fitzgerald. I'm Jim Gray. We're right here on Let's Go. We're brought to you by Mastro's The Steakhouse. Indulge in the finest steaks, superior seafood, and melt-in-your-mouth butter cake, all while immersed in an extravagant setting. Visit Mastro's.com for reservations. So you go on and you have just a tremendous, tremendous career, but I can still hear, you know, this this kind of eats away. Do you really think your life would have been all that much different or better had it not been for one play? Uh, in a game that took place some 13, 14 years ago? Absolutely. It's not, it's not, even, it's not even close, Jim. Um, you know, if we win, that, we win that game, you know, I, I would say I, me or Kurt would have definitely won MVP of that Super Bowl. That puts you in a, in a completely different place. And you're talking about there's only been 57 Super Bowl MVPs. Um, you know, the actually much fewer because several guys have won a number yeah, you're of times. Right. You're right. There's multiple winners. And so 
like it is puts you in a different different place um and you're able to do it on the biggest stage the magnitude of the game and it, it cements you just as one of the the great performers in the biggest moments in, in the history of the game um and and so definitely it does it, it it changes you know the way you're you're talked about i mean you look at guys like say lynn swan lynn swan doesn't have the numbers right um because they didn't throw the football back in the 70s but what you do remember about Lin Swan, and I think plays into his greatness, is the plays that he was able to make in the Super Bowls, right? His plays have lived on for 40 years based on, on what he on what he's done. And, you know, like when they show highlights of him, not often do you see regular season highlights. You see postseason highlights, him taking balls off of guys' heads against the Cowboys and things like that. I mean, so it has put you in a different, it puts you in a different light. You know, you watch Marcus Allen and that cutback run in the Super Bowl. Like that is the defining moment of, 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 of his career. When you talk about Marcus Allen, you can't even start the conversation without him making that play. Right. Um, you know, you talk about John Elway. And Julian Edelman about, comes to mind. Julian Edelman, talk John about, Elway. Yes. You talk about the helicopter, you know, when he's diving and he's, He's in his late 30s, and he's putting his body on the line for his team, getting hit by multiple guys, being spun around in the air. Like Those moments are are ones that define you. Jim Gray with Larry Fitzgerald. Our program is brought to you by K Jewelers. There's one day left until Valentine's Day, Larry. Find the perfect gift at K.com and pick it up in store. Celebrate Valentine's Day and every kiss with K. All right, the big diamonds went out. The Kansas City Chiefs have them. Valentine's Day tomorrow, but the big ring, the big ring will come before the beginning of the 2023 season. So much more with Larry Fitzgerald. Stay with us right here on Sirius XM. Hey, everybody, I'm Jake Mintz. And I'm Jordan Schuster, and we are the hosts of Baseball Barbercast. And Jake, is it true football season is over? Yeah, the ground dog in Pennsylvania poked his head up from the ground and he screamed, it's baseball time, everybody. Indeed, my friend, and spring training is almost here. And if you want to hear all of the happenings in Arizona and Florida, you should listen to us, Baseball Barbercast. So download Baseball Barbercast on the SXM app, available with all of our trials and popular plans, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That's B-A-R-B cast. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray, along with the great Larry Fitzgerald. We're brought to you by USAA. USAA was started in 1922 by a group of soldiers who made a promise to always take care of their own. And after 100 years, USAA is still serving the military and their families. Find out more at USAA.com slash 100. USAA! We now head to the offseason. It's going to be busy. Uh, it always is. Uh, everybody's undefeated right now. Chiefs are champions, and everybody else now has hope. Hope that 2023, uh, they'll make the right moves in this offseason with the draft, with free agency, with the players they have, that they will be able to compete for that Vince Lombardi trophy next season. Aaron Rodgers, again, this offseason is going to be a big topic. Uh, today he begins what he is calling four days of darkness, uh, where he goes and uh, turns off his telephones, turns off the television, uh, lives in the dark, and is... Uh, fed food, I guess, uh, underneath the door. And he's going to evaluate what it is that he wants to do. 
it's a really interesting concept, and I don't criticize him for it. Everybody should take their own time and do do what they want to do uh, to be able to sort things out. This is a hard game. This is his method. Where do you think he ends up next year, Larry? Well, I mean, that's that's assuming that he decides to continue to play. Um, you know, you know, I've been in this place where you kind of you know, weighing all your options. How do I feel physically? You know, do I want to continue to play in the same place that I'm playing at? Or am I am I happy? Am I as fulfilled as I once was, you know, when I was younger? Like all of these questions, you have to weigh them um, and make sure that you're doing, you know, your, your check because, Jim, football is not one of these sports. You can't – it's not like baseball or, or basketball where you can kind of have this ceremonial, you know, tour where you, you know – you have heartily or participate in that's not that's not the case if you are not fully committed to play football the physical demand of it it's it's just too taxing for you not to be fully committed and so assuming that he does want to continue to play you know i know there's a lot of conversations about the jets and you know if i was aaron you know that that wouldn't be the most enticing route um you know it would be something that would be a lot more controversial like for him to go to the dallas cowboys or something like that where you know, he could be reunited with Mike McCarthy and, you know, have a, you know, a team around him that, you know, it's ready made, you know, you know, top top three defenses in the league and a plethora of weapons on the outside. Obviously, they have to make a decision with Ezekiel Elliott and in his future. But, you know, you know, hoping, you know, uh, you know, Pollard is coming back and he's healthy. I mean, they have a, a really, really strong offense. Is that feasible? with all the salary cap machinations that is going to come along. And how do you get value for Aaron Rodgers? How does any team do this? I mean, we just saw what happened in another sport with Kevin Durant, a team that you were formerly uh, associated with in the Phoenix Suns. They've now sent draft picks. They've sent, uh, they've sent the future. Uh, they might win it this year now. And, and that's a great trade because it's hard to win an NBA championship. But look at what had to happen for the salaries to match, and for you to get value for the best player in the league, Kevin Durant. And many people would have said going into the season, even though Tom Brady was voted the best player by his peers, that Aaron Rodgers was right there. Okay? So now, how do the Packers get fair value, and how does a team like the Cowboys, uh, who have a lot of talent, figure out the formula where this can work? Yeah, it definitely is difficult. And obviously, I don't know the the tax ramifications of something like this um, for the Cowboys. But I, I look at Jerry Jones and, you know, you look at him up there in that, that box against the 49ers and the agony you see on his face. Um, I've gone this long with such a long playoff drought. A man who's used to, to success, you know, owns the most valuable for sports franchise in America. You know, he's, he's desperately trying to get back on that podium to host that trophy. And, you know, I, I think you know, when, when you when you really want to go out and do, you got to make decisions. You know, may cost you moving forward, but it gives you temporarily the best opportunity to have success. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Aaron Rodgers and what decisions he and the Packers uh, come to uh, in this offseason. Uh, the Jets have inquired, and uh, we'll see where that goes. Our program is Let's Go. We're brought to you by American Express. It's easy to get excited about going to the game. You love hearing the sound of the whistle. You smell the game day concessions all the way from your seat. It reminds you of the thrill of the game, and you know that Amex will be there with you every step of the way. Because when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express, don't live life without it. 
Hey, Larry, did you like the halftime show yesterday? Rihanna? Yeah, I'm a big fan of Rihanna. I thought she did an amazing job, and she's got a, she's probably the first pregnant woman to ever do it as well. I mean, so to think, to go out there and, and do it in front of, you know, millions and millions of people, you know, while, you know, holding a child, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. The setup, her being, uh, you know, taken in the middle of the stadium, um, that was that was an awesome show. You know, so I, I was up there. I was grooving when she was doing her thing. It, to me, and I'm, I'm dating myself, I was here when Diana Ross came out of the helicopter. I, I thought in a way it was kind of a salute to that, mm-hmm. uh, where she came down in Tempe against the yeah. uh, Cowboys and the Steelers. I know you remember that. You were a big Steelers fan. And uh, uh, I know, unfortunately, that day didn't end as, as you would have liked. But uh, Diana Ross at halftime, it, it kind of, Rihanna, I guess in a way, in a modern way, was kind of like that, wasn't it? Well, it Elevating was. above the crowd? Yeah, it, it, it was. It had some semblance, and she was elevated way up there. Um, and it was a great performance. I, I really enjoyed it. You know, she's so talented, and I know she hasn't had a performance in over five years, and uh, she did not disappoint. It's almost like you can't top yourself anymore. I mean, what what are they going to think of? What you know? It's 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 extraordinary. You know, also all the dancers. It kind of reminded me of the Beijing uh, opening ceremony, uh, where they no. had however many they had several several no. hundred no. Oh, that, uh, that drummers was... down there. But those white marshmallow dancers was that was that was pretty cool. Jim, that you know, there's a lot, there's been a lot of great performances. I've seen a lot of them, but it's nothing that can come with the with the opening ceremony at the Olympics. That's still when I watch it on YouTube. Me, it gives me goosebumps to see how that many people can be that coordinated. Ten plus years later, I still feel the same way. That was amazing. 2008, for anybody who hasn't seen it, the unison uh, that took place uh, in the Beijing opening ceremonies is truly remarkable and beyond belief. Um, also thought that the national anthem and, and God Bless America was also really, really great yesterday as well. Uh, we saw Nick Sirianni. Uh, he was he was in tears during the national anthem. It just shows you how much this means and what goes through people in the emotion uh, as they get ready to embark on this. Yeah, it's you know I I still remember to this day you know how I was how I felt and you know you're just so happy to be able to have this moment um, to be able to share this moment. You dreamed about it, and you know you never know how you're gonna emotionally feel. And um, you know I was kind of taken aback at. Goosebumps all up and down my arms, you know, as the national anthem anthem was played, and you know, that was a really cool moment to see Coach uh, really taking it all in. Hey, folks! Uh, if you weren't aware, you found out this week that uh, Tom Brady, Larry, does have his own apparel line. Uh, I'm sure you follow social media. Everybody was yeah. able to catch it. How, how would that have gone over in the locker room if Tom had to go to work uh, with the players uh, after that social media release? They would have had a good time with him for sure. They would have had a good time. And but you know what? Hey, you gotta sell some draws, man. Hey, you gotta sell them. You gotta show a little skin. <laughs> well, man, Tom had everybody swooning over there, man. Um, but it was it was great to see my man, you know, doing his thing, showing some love to his own company. Inspire you to go out and, and, and get some? Definitely, definitely. I I need to see a photo of you of him. <laughs> that would break the internet. That would you, hey, you don't want to take the entire internet out of commission. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it has. Yes, it would. And yes, it will. That's something that's not going to happen. Anyway, if you missed it, go check it out. 
go check out Tom's social media. And for all the rest of us, just go to BradyBrand.com. You can make your order, uh, including the new Brady pant. I don't think anybody's looking at the pant, but uh, the underwear is also there. Brady Brand, get comfortable now. You're going to look good and feel even better. Let's go. Um, Andy Reid wasn't sure what he was going to do. Didn't really know, at least didn't indicate before the game. After the game, he was asked about retirement. Said, if they'll have me, I'm coming back. Don't know why he would retire. Uh, he is uh, truly a great coach. He's a Hall of Fame coach. He's now won two Super Bowls um, with the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, I think his ticket to Canton was probably written even before yesterday. And I'm really happy for him. He's a friend of mine and a friend of this program. He is a wonderful man. and got got to know him pretty well over the years. And, you know, everybody that's played for him, everybody that's coached with him, has nothing but positive things to say about Coach. You know, he does it at the highest level on and off the field. And, um, you know, you, you just have to tip your hat to his excellence. You know, marvel at, you know, what he's accomplished. And, you know, they just don't make – Coaches like Andy Reid, um, you know, he's a he's a great blend between like new school understanding and his old school work ethic and mentality. And, and it works perfectly because uh, he's got this cheese rolling. He does indeed. And uh, I'm glad he's coming back. Uh, he's a national treasure um, in in so many ways. Uh, you know, he has excelled in this business and uh, he was a great friend of John Madden. And for some reason, even though they're different people, different personalities, different times, I, I see I see some of Coach Madden in him. Uh, he just loves the game that much. I guess that's the commonality. They love football. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you can't you cannot love it as much you know as required to be great in this profession. You know, you have to be in love with you know the process and sitting in rooms watching countless hours of film trying to find creative ways to you know the trick your your opponents i mean even the ring around the rosie remember they, the, the play they were running around i mean like it's it's always <laughs> something with coach reed and it, it i mean it's, you just sat back and chuckle right i mean it was a it was a throw out of the, it was a throw out the back of the end zone but my, I, I was sitting there I, i'm just laughing man because it's it's so handy reed <laughs> it's it's great and he loves cheeseburgers he loves cheeseburgers who, and coach Madden, Jim? in his who day doesn't? loved to eat too so it was lots of fun. And, Larry, it's been lots of fun, once again, as we conclude another year here on Let's Go. So appreciative to you for your time, for your energy, for your goodwill and your good spirit that you bring to this program and to everybody whose life you come in contact with. Uh, thank you, and we look forward to uh, two more years right here on Let's Go. I, I look forward to it, Jim. It's, it's a real pleasure. I, I've learned so much from you um, and Tom and, and Snake. And um, every time I get a chance to come on here with you all, I feel even more privileged. And so I love you guys, and I look forward to uh, spending some more time with you in the years to come. We love you as well. You're you're very easy to love. You're a great man. Terrific man. Larry Fitzgerald, he's our expert, and he brings us all of his expertise. And any athlete will tell you it helps to work with an expert for buying or refinancing a home. Your expert is an independent mortgage broker. You can find one at findamortgagebroker.com. It's powered by the number one mortgage lender in America. United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC. Equal housing lender, NMLS, number 3038. Licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. This is our final show of the season. We want to thank our terrific producer, Dave the Snake Hagen. He does a great job. Larry, he's here for us all the time. He's always on top of his game and uh, it makes all of our lives so much easier. We give him a hard time, but we love him.
you couldn't have said it better, Jim. Snake, uh, he's the reason that it all goes smooth for us. And Snake, I'm I'm uh, I'm excited for you and your and your newest endeavor with the marathon coming up. You know, we want to see you. We want to see you in Boston. You know, right up there with the with the fastest runners in the world. We need to get Snake a portable heater. He's always in a blanket. I mean, I don't know what's going on. This guy like working in a cave down there at Sirius XM. I don't understand it. Well, he's always freezing cold. Larry. No, he doesn't eat meat anymore. Jim, he's 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 uh he doesn't eat anything with any iron in it anymore. So that's he's uh he's 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 iron deficient. No wonder he's cold all the time. He can be cold dust sometimes as too. But we're gonna shower him with love. Thanks, Snake. Great job, great job by Harris Fabishoff, our production assistant, and to Brady Gardner for all of his help at SiriusXM, and to our terrific executive producer and executive in charge, Steve Cohen, for all of his help and assistance here in guiding us on Let's Go. We've got terrific sponsors, grateful to them. Our show is presented by Hertz. We thank all the folks over there, as well as our other just sensational sponsors, USAA, Bank of America, American Express, K Jewelers, United Wholesale Mortgage, Brady Brand, Mastro's, Morton's The Steakhouse, Del Frisco's, and Golden Nugget Hotel and Casinos. Let's Go Podcast with Larry Fitzgerald was produced by 199 Productions and Scratchy Productions. Thank you so much for joining us next week. The best of Let's Go. And then we'll be back next year. So we will see you next September. Thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate all of our guests. Let's go. Goodbye, everybody. XM Podcasts.